Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Most Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 140, big 140, love a round number ending in a zero. Today is Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris, the salty sternum occasional gamer. Uh, and today I'm joined by an illustrious cohort of co-hosts. First up on deck, we have James Halliday, the Lord of BLP Entertainment. How you doing today, James? I'm doing excellent. Love to hear it. And of course, the stellar one herself, Angie at Stellar Smalls. Angie, what's going on? Not much. I'm doing a floor cast today. I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to enter the floor cast into the rotation of possible uh, new formats. So <laughs> keep an eye out for future floor casts from the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. Um, I'm glad you're taking care of your back. Uh, I can relate to needing to do that. With the floor cast news out of the way, we're going to jump into the lowdown. If you want to be a part of our conversation, or if you have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. You don't use Twitter, you can send us a good old fashioned email to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. That's our website. Go check it out. Finally, you can sign up or check out back issues of the Mostly Normal Monthly Newsletter at mngamers.substack.com. And then there's our lovely call in line through Google Voice at 507-291-2991, the best phone number on the end. And with the rigmarole rolled out, we're going to jump into what have you been playing? I want to kick it to Angie first, because speaking of kicking, as a huge childhood TMNT fan, I want to hear what it's like beating Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as Michelangelo. Okay. It was so awesome. I love this game. Love this game. And I'll say it once more just so you guys can hear me again. I love this game. <laughs> so awesome. And it's... They did so well with the music, really well with the animation. It just brought me right back to the 80s, and it was the best time of my life, even though I was born in 89. So when I played as Michelangelo, I I just chose him because he's the party dude, right? And I thought he has some like cool tricks. Most of them have similar moves, but obviously, like, you know, it depends on the weapon that they have. Um, but you can play as, um, obviously any of the other turtles, but you can also play as April or Casey Jones. Once you beat the game, you get Casey Jones, which is pretty cool. Oh, I thought that they would have one of those characters be unlockable. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, when I was playing the game, um, learning the buttons wasn't, it wasn't that bad for me but what I did like is so there's challenges each um episode is what they call it oh cool. that that you could do um which then in turn get you more used to the buttons as you're going along which I I like that a lot because there's some people that play these kinds of games and they're like I don't I don't know what the buttons are I kind of just button mash it this kind of helps them like just teaches them this does this repetitively so then like you know, throw a fling a person, you know, towards the back or something for a challenge or like, um, or grab a person and toss them to have a challenge, you know, it just gets them used to the buttonage, if that's the word. Mm -hmm. It is now. <laughs> uh, which I liked, I like that they did that. Um, the, the bosses were really awesome. It's very, like, if you watch the, the show as a kid, like, back in the 80s it literally was pretty straight on with the episodes and like more of a shortened timeline but still um oh man it's just it's nostalgic but it works really well for any new players that are like i think there's new tmnt shows that are out there that makes the turtles look weird and funny in my opinion but kids like mm -hmm. it 
-hmm. So I think that they could even play this game and it would still be super fun. And, you know, so everybody would have a good time, parents and kids alike. Um, I think it is really cool how they keep those characters like relevant over time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play it solo or did you jump into co-op? Because I know it has up to six-person co-op, which frankly makes me think I would get a headache just trying to keep track of everything. But yeah, um, I, I'm curious how you how you checked the game out. Um, yeah, was, that's a good question. Um, so I did play singly, and um, I finished like I played singly through the game until the last I think two or three episodes, but um, I ended up not finishing solo gaming and I ended up doing like an online um, play with a friend of mine and he was the one that set it up and I thought it would be just like closed group him and I playing through the game right no he's Mm -hmm. like oh I left it open to see what it would be like I'm like you're such a dunce (laughs) but and then all of a sudden like a random person would join in and then they would leave and the one part that I didn't like um one person did uh join in and he played one episode i think and then when the second one started we you know started moving along because you move along and as you're in one scene fighting guys and then it will say go to move on to the next area and if you don't go nobody else can go everybody has to go with you so if one guy stays behind, you can't move forward. So you just hear this, go, go, like every couple seconds. It was so annoying. But we couldn't kick the guy either, or girl, or whoever it was. But we couldn't kick him, so we just had to stop that game and start a new one, which I did not like doing that. But either way, it we did end up getting a full six players, and it was intense. There was many times where I thought, I was doing so awesome, but I was actually just in the corner doing nothing because I was looking at the wrong character. (laughs) This is what I was afraid of. (laughs) It does happen. It does happen. I was like, yes, I'm kicking so much ass. Oh, wait, no, I'm not doing anything. Cool. Um, Yeah, and you can can, uh, hit objects to have those objects hit the enemies and then, you know, they die or get knocked out, I should say, which I like to... And those are sometimes part of the challenges to utilize the objects. Um, But then there's also secrets in some of the levels. So you have to find, I think, um, secret diaries or newspapers or videotapes or I think even crystals, um, bugs or roaches or whatever. Anyway. Disgusting bugs. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a really fun game. And it's one of those that, so you play through the game as each character because then you can see a different ending for each character. And oh, I just nice. did Michelangelo, so I'm going to end up doing all the other ones because it it doesn't take long either, honestly. So that's what I also like about it, and I think a lot of people will probably fare well with that because a lot of people don't have patience these days. Are you playing on Xbox? Yeah. I wonder, you don't have a, a series system yet. You're still on the, the one, right? I wonder if it'll do intergenerational crossplay. It should, right? I think. Yeah, I, I mean, if I can that. play with a PC, then yeah, I don't think. Oh be a my problem. god! I, let's play co-op. I have Game Pass. I have this game. Yeah, I'm totally down. You can shepherd me through it or something. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I'm excited about this because of how much That's I so like Streets of Rage Four. Um, which recently left Game Pass, and I never quite finished because I, I found that that game got was quite challenging from the beginning and got. I was a, yeah, I started playing that one. I didn't finish it either. I liked I liked it, but yeah, I did find it somewhat challenging. But I wasn't also that much of a fighting game person besides Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and it it seems like I'm I know I don't think it's like one to one the same developers, but I think Dotamu who does, uh, yeah, Dotamu uh, who's the dev on TMNT. Uh, was collaborating on the development of of Streets of Rage Four, if not uh, responsible for it. So, I I feel like it's in good hands, you know. Yeah, man. Oh man, I'm just watching some gameplay because I wanted to try and listen to the music after you said like, oh, they really nailed the music. Um, I posted some on my um, on my Twitter as well, just like little clips. But you should really watch the full yeah. thing because it's 
legit. Yeah, T Lopes did the uh, the soundtrack for it, and he did uh, Sonic Mania, and it's oh, just cool. absolutely phenomenal. He had a lot of like collaboration with other artists. Like I think uh, Mega Ran has a track. I think he's in like the credits. That's um, awesome. Yeah, no, it's That's it's really such cool. the soundtrack is phenomenal. Like it's just it nails like that era of like turtle game soundtrack. It's just so good. Arcade and and yeah. uh, TV show alike. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they got a bunch of the original voice actors to come back and do all the like I the turtles that. from the 80, 80s. I know I noticed definitely a few of them. I think a few of them were like recast because just either the the, the actor wasn't around or they they just couldn't get them. Um, but definitely like Michelangelo, Raphael's were on point. Uh, like just I'm pretty sure that's the exact actor. And I'm pretty sure I think all four of the turtles are the right actors. But it's yeah, it was it's I think just I've so seen good. a video on that before oh, yeah? the game came out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or at least or at least just them recording again and that it just brought <laughs> me back. Yeah, no, it's I was a huge fan of the uh the cartoon growing up. Uh, the first movie from the 1990s. Um, mm. That that is my all time favorite movie. I just that's I will go back and watch that a hundred times. And um, people won't watch it with me because I either quote the quotes as they're happening, or um, uh, if somebody yells at me to shut up, I still mouth it unknowingly. <laughs> so they just get annoyed by me. So I have to watch it alone. But uh, yeah, no, the, this game was just I'm so happy about it. Like it just did so much right. I never got to six yeah. players, um, but we did get up to I think we got up to five on stream. Uh, we started with I think we started with four and uh, we had somebody join in about halfway through. And yeah, it was such a such a good game. Love it. Amazing. But yeah, we there's uh, there's definitely um, I, the accessibility of like just having like everybody just jump on. I wish it was cross platform, like like cross play. Mm -hmm. Like I wish they had that figured out. But unfortunately, it's just not there yet. But thankfully, it is free on Game Pass. So you can get a lot of your buddies together on Game Pass and just play it for the low, low price of a Game Pass subscription. I that's uh I, I like game pass <laughs> it's like a, a burden on my soul because there's so much stuff I want to check out and then I never I it's bad for my particular way my brain is broken um but it's such a good deal and you know I would never have bought citizen sleeper blind ish and that's one of the coolest <laughs> things I've touched all year so blindish. Anyways, um, what else have you been doing, Angie? What other games have you been checking out? Another game pass find randomly, The Forgotten City. Oh. <clears throat> so it's set um, in an ancient Roman Empire. Um, and you, well, like, you wake up and you're by this river and this chick starts talking to you like, Oh, I'm glad I found you. You, you almost died. And, um, there might, okay. So I'm going to say spoiler alert, just in case anybody hasn't played this and they want to, it's a really fun game though. But anyway, so you, she, you, she, she asks you your name and like, so you have a series of answers you can, or questions you can either answer or ask these people. So if they ask you a question, they give you some answers you can select from. And based on your answers, they give you different responses. And um, their attitudes are either super great or they hate you or want, and want to kill you or it's just weird. It's fun. Anyway, so you find out that her name is Karen and it, they, they make, they poke fun of the Karen name because she, you know, because that Karen has become mm -hmm. a meme. It's kind of hilarious. I like that part of it. Um, but she's like, oh, you, I found somebody else. Like they went to go, you know, they went to go search in the woods and like this, some 
like old palace or old relic, you know, so can you, can you go find them and like bring them back? Cause I'm worried. I'm like, all right, like, cool. Sure. Ladies weird. So I end up, you can choose your character too, by the way, like male or female, or like, I think there's four different types you could choose from in which like you could be an archeologist, you could be a spy. You can, cause she asks you like, who are you and what do you do? And so you can, choose from four different um characters i'm trying to i can't remember the other two i'm gonna look it up because it's so interesting okay so archaeologist a soldier a fugitive and an amnesiac okay that's interesting Mm. So the archaeologists, it's, and each one of them has a perk. So the archaeologist, um, you understand Latin before entering, entering the city um, and understand certain things about the ancient world. A soldier, um, you get a gun with only 10 bullets, and that's the only 10 bullets you'll have. You don't get any more bullets than those 10. Um, a fugitive... You move 25% faster um, when sprinting. And then the amnesiac um, has more health and is able to take eight more hits from arrows before dying. Mm. So uh, I chose an archaeologist so I was able to understand Latin and understood certain things about the ancient world. Um, just, just randomly chose that one. Anyway, so you get dumped into this like a shrine that's what it is because you go to the shrine and else and the floor gives way and you land in this pool and then you're like in this underground city that has a bunch of golden statues everywhere and you're like what the hell is this um you find al this person you're trying to look for and he is hung up from a area of rock and he's gold as well and you're like, how did that happen? But you find this plaque saying, don't go in there. You've been warned. Um, you end up going to this other shrine um, of Proserpina. And you put your, since you have a coin, it brings you, it like teleports you like a time portal loop to this ancient Roman city. So you're in like 817 I think they call it AUC. So weird. So you're like way back, like thousands of years. So you had to figure out why everybody is in, most people are in golden statues and why the people are there. And you have to figure out who's going to break the golden rule. Because the golden rule is if one person sins, everybody pays for it. So everybody dies. So everybody Mm. gets turned into a golden statue. And you have to figure out who does that to make him not do that and figure out who the bad guy is. And it's, it was just a bunch of listening to people's stories, figuring out if they're lying to you or not lying to you and just searching around. And I stole something, ended up breaking the golden rule. So you like, if you break the golden rule or you die, you just, um, I think a time loops back and you start all over again, but you keep the items or any items that you've collected as well, which is very interesting. It's, I don't want to go too far into it cause I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but mm-hmm. it, it talks a lot about history. It talks a lot about, it's a lot of puzzles, like figuring, figuring out who the culprit is and who isn't and who you should trust and not trust. And some people you think are bad guys and, they're really not. They're just mean. And some people you find out that are like really awesome are not so awesome. So mm. it's, it's all about trickery and figuring out which are the right words to say to make you move forward. But there's four different endings to the game as well. And I've only done one so far. Are you going to go back ending. and check out the others? Yeah, because the other ones are, the other endings are apparently a little bit short, like they come up a lot sooner. I just took the full on route and went all the way to the end gotcha. um, without realizing it. But the end of the game, it tells you like, 
here's ending one, here's ending two, here's ending three, but not how to actually get to those endings. But I, mm. I know it one, one way to, that would be really quick, but it would be a selfish way. So that's why I didn't take it the first time. <laughs> so it's all about the decisions you make and the things you say to how the game mm. will end up turning out for you. Gotcha. I, I did a quick look up on this game because I wasn't familiar with it. And it says like this game originally was just a mod for Skyrim. Mm -hmm. And then it was fully developed. That's that's really cool. Yeah. And developed by like three or four people in a matter of like four years, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. I think it was. Like... Yeah. The mod originally released in 2015 and then the full game came out this like this month. So, yeah, that's. Like, yeah, six years to from the full mod, right? So, yeah, that's pretty impressive. It's it's a crazy... It's crazy, but it I, I liked it a lot. And they're apparently working on a new game, and I'm really curious to see what it is. I think it's by... um They gave the name of themselves Modern Storyteller. Okay. I believe. That's the... the... Developers. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'll have to check this out because it, it does sound pretty interesting. I like the idea of like, it seems like it's less, a little less combat driven and more yes. plot driven. So it's a lot of like, having it honestly conversations. Reminded me of, yeah, it reminded yeah. me of like a, just like a really good time looped historical movie, if that makes sense. Like it was a mixture yeah. of a little bit of future, but history as well but but it was actual history too they they got um some professors and doctors and stuff that were that focused in these like specific areas of history to get the thing to get things right so i thought that was really cool too oh that's awesome yeah it's rad i definitely recommend if you're like if you have time because it did take some time and again it was like like a movie to me where I just, you just listen to people's stories and you just, again, based on your decisions, you go a certain way and, and it's exploring too and figuring things out. Um, so if you have time or just want to like waste away on a Sunday for a little bit, do it for sure. And it's, is it a long game? I think in total, like it took me 12 hours or so. Oh, that's not it wasn't, too bad. it wasn't super long, but I, I, maybe a little bit longer, but again, I took the longer route. You could easily take a little bit of it because there's three other endings, right? So mm -hmm. there's those ones are a little bit shorter depending on the decisions you make and the things you say. So yeah, maybe I'll check that one out. Yeah. Speaking of checking there, things out. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I was going to say there's one character in this game. His name is Galerius. He's awesome. Galerius. Is he hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't I think because he's from an ancient world he like says things that are funny but he doesn't understand that they're funny mm, okay which is like even guys. better yeah yeah hilarious anyway yes awesome James what have you been checking out my man uh, not playing anything new, just going back and replaying some old favorites, but I did start a Nuzlocke challenge on Brilliant Diamond, just, uh, mm. you know, I've never done one of those, so I figured I'd give it, uh, the old junior college try. Uh, yeah, if you're not familiar what a Nuzlocke challenge is in Pokemon. I am not. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you, you've never heard of this obscure way of making Pokemon way harder? Essentially, there are three core rules, and then everything else is added. But the three core rules are, whenever you catch a Pokemon, you have to name it. So you can build up a fondness to it. If any Pokemon dies, you have to release it or get rid of it. You can't use it for the rest of the game. Uh, so it's it's dead to you. Um, and then the you can only catch the first Pokemon you encounter per route. So per area you enter. And uh, yeah, I'm about, I think I just beat my fourth gym and I'm three, three Pokemon down. I've lost three guys. One was like absolutely devastating um, because uh, it was just from me, like not paying attention for a half second when I encountered a wild Pokemon. 
and uh, was easily avoidable. So, but uh, other than that, it's been going well. When you say you can only catch the first Pokemon that you encounter in an area, if you accidentally knock that Pokemon out, you don't get to catch one in that route, correct? That is, well, that's, yeah, that's the way I understood it, and that's the way I'm playing it. Just a brutal way to play. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's really hard because, like, you can just not get the type pings that you want for, like, the battles you know you're going up against. Um, sometimes, like, like, like for me, like, I dipped into a certain area and deliberately caught myself a magic carp, like, knowing that I would get a magic carp using an old rod because mm. I just wanted the early Gyarados to guarantee that I had a pretty strong, aggressive water type. So the Gyarados, the Gyarados guarantee. guarantee. Yeah, guarantee. The Gyarados. <laughs> the Gyarados. The Gyarados guarantee is it's got to mean something. <laughs> that Gyarados appears in every Pokemon. I don't even know if that's true. I, you know what? Feels, I think you might be right. Feels true. Um, but yeah. So I've been like, I, it's a bit of my like getting excited for Violet and uh, Scarlet coming out, especially with all the new leaks. So I was like, all right, let's let's try this Nuzlocke out. Maybe I'll I'll do a Nuzlocke on stream one of these days. So yeah, it's been going well. Uh, there's nothing huge to to discuss about it because it's it's just playing Pokemon in a weird way. Um, other than that, I've been replaying Elden Ring to try and get the platinum. I am two trophies away from the platinum, which is uh, oh. the other endings. I just have to beat the game two more times. But uh, I'm, I'm about a quarter of the way through with one file, which I'm just kind of like, I just started it the other day, and I'm a quarter of the way through. Now that I know where everything is, it's a breeze. Like, I'm just flying through the game. And then I have another file that I'm playing with a buddy of mine who has uh, he's beaten Dark Souls 1 and 2. As a group, like we we lose, we land with him back in the day and we 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 walked him through those games. And so mm. we're walking him through Elden Ring now. So I've got right. a a blood build <laughs> uh, samurai in that game. And then I'm playing a sorcerer who is uh, uh, rocking a whip as his alternate weapon. Oh, very Castlevania. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's How? it's. Yeah, sorry. How many endings are there? I mean, technically there's like seven or eight, but they're all variations on the, each of the endings, except for one. The one ending that I got on my first playthrough is like the one like major different ending. And then there's like um, variations on the other endings. But uh, basically I have to do the um, the like normal ending, the, the one you're supposed to do. <laughs> And then I have to do the, uh, um, I believe it's uh, the, the, one of the uh, covenants. Like she, her, she, you follow a uh, a witch doll <laughs> character, and she uh, she wants you to do um, something with, uh, I believe it's the rune of death. Uh, I have to use the rune of death on the ending. Uh, I can't. I can't. I haven't done it, so I'm. I'm I vaguely have an idea. the The games are very cryptic, so it's like piecing together all of these um, cryptic riddles and trying to figure it out. So I believe I'm supposed to be following um, Ronnie the Witch's storyline for one ending, and then uh, just do the good ending for the other one. So good ending. Well, Anyways, I don't know the, the intended Ronnie. ending. I intend. My intended ending yeah. is to do Ronnie's ending because she's the best. Yeah, she is pretty cool. Actually, that um, whole like area, the, all those characters are really interesting. Yes. E.G. and Blyde. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, too, have finally reopened the floodgate of Elden Ring. I, I played like... 30 minutes today and 30 minutes yesterday, um, but just slowly starting to chip away uh, at it. I I think I'm near the end. Yeah, what what area are you in? Uh, the the mountain, the mountain giant mountaintop. Yeah, you're I pretty just close. Fought a blizzard dragon. Nice. 
and I spoiler alert um, for some Elden Ring stuff that's like kind of optional side stuff I think uh, I just took a spirit to a giant lady in a more hidden secret place <laughs> and I think that has to do with finding the really really hard boss fight just because I think it's like in a further down the path area anyways who knows um, I'm trying so hard not to look things up and I also don't think I'll ever beat it's millennia Mo- millennia, millennia. Yeah. all of the names with M's man I, just, I know yeah. well it's or the R names uh, Radigan yeah, Rad- Radigan. Yeah, the, the, there's you were about to say Radagast the Brown yeah I was about to say Radagast Lord of the, the Rings, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's the other one. Oh, I saw <laughs> it happening, James. <laughs> God that's damn. Radon. Radon is the other major R name. And there's Renalia and uh, Rani. And, and Ronnie. Yeah. Fuck. There's so many. It just doesn't, it doesn't stop. And Mikola, you know what? I, I haven't played Mirica. this in like two to three months. So guess who doesn't remember anybody's name? Yeah, you're like, Ronnie. who the heck are you? Godric, uh, the Golden, uh, what's Godfried? God, like, there's just so many of them. It God doesn't end. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so you know what a great game. Um, still so fun. Still amazed that despite the fact that I like am very high level, they find ways to totally kick my ass in fights. Um, and I like riding on my horse and casting magic spells. Uh, otherwise, I've been playing Hearthstone. Um, a really cool thing happened uh, that they tend to do. I've been following Hearthstone even when I wasn't playing it a little bit. And so um, because it's a live service game and it's a card game, you know, they have new expansions coming out. And one thing they've started doing is to tease people and get them excited for the next expansion. They'll put out a legendary that everyone just gets for logging into the game that comes from the next set. So... Um, the last one of those uh, for the current set was this guy called Blade Master Okani. It was like the first time they introduced the ability to counter something into the game, which is like a huge magic thing, um, but it hadn't been a part of Hearthstone. Um, fast forward to the upcoming expansion, whose name eludes me, um, but a card that changes it so that you start with 10 more hit points and get to put 10 more cards in your deck comes out. Um, and it just, if you put it in your deck, all of a sudden they're having you put 10 more cards in and you start with 10 more health, which completely changed every deck that was good and like rejiggered all of the like power levels of stuff and all of the different classes, um, which helps keep the game really interesting and really hard to put down. Um, so I'm playing a couple goofy decks. One is a, a deck that takes advantage of the 40 health to just shoot the other player with spells in the face as the hunter class and uh the one that i've been spending most time with is a deck uh whose sole goal is to draw a card by turn six that turns all of your character all of the rest of your cards that are creatures into dragons (laughs) um and it's uh very silly and feels very un I don't know. It, it's very unreliable. I like it. That sounds awesome, but also crazy at the same time. But that's, it, I guess, what they want is keep you on your toes, yeah? Yeah, well, that's the thing about it being like a computerized game is like you get all of these random effects, right? And so, like, yeah. literally the, the card is a legendary that I think is like one of those legendaries that almost everyone gets. I think it's just included in the set or something. But um, when you play it, its effect changes every card in your deck in terms of what card it is, but it keeps its mana cost and its stat and, and its stats, right? So say there's like a 10 cost 8-8 dragon with a really big effect. All of a sudden, my little one cost squirrel that was a 2-1 is that dragon's effect on the one cost 2-1 body. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, and so the whole deck's about like drawing all of these cards and like getting like very specifically trying to pull out this one card that otherwise the deck just doesn't work without. Um, yeah. So it's, 
if you and and the crazy thing is, is like i'm not good enough at the game to guarantee that that means i win every time but i also think it means the deck's kind of balanced pretty well it's like just because you have a deck of dragons does not mean you're winning this game chris yeah. <laughs> anyways um it's i need to uninstall it from my phone because it's keeping me from playing for video games and with that <laughs> I think it's time to talk about other video games in the news section. It's the news. Pew, pew, pew. New, new news. Um, first off is a story that I kind of caught my attention, um, which we're pulling from VGC, but it looks like it was broke by Jason Schreier, the, I would say, most frequent breaking news causer in the video game industry. Uh, and and that is that, according to Schreier, uh, this comes from Tom Ivan over at VGC, um, the next Assassin's Creed game will be Rift, which is set in Baghdad. Um, and then after that, this is still quoting from Schreier, will be AC Infinity. And while that's going to include a bunch of different games, experiences, biomes, whatever you want to call them, I've heard that about, I've heard about the main two and neither of them are Aztec. So this is in response to a rumor uh, that has been going around saying that it's set in an Aztec setting. And he's saying, ah, 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 no Aztecs, but Baghdad and then a number of biomes and the main two of that infinite game is not going to be Aztec either. Um, article goes on to talk about plans for either end of this year or 2023 smaller stealth-based Assassin's Creed game, which sounds cool to me. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I am out of the AC ecosystem. Or, or I know usually John is kind of chomping at the bit for these games and, and finds them to be delightful and, and loves... He call, I think he thinks of them as very generous games, right? Like, just so much game to check out, and, and it's all pretty fun for him. Um, are either of you Assassin's Creed heads? I, um... I fin the I started getting more into it with Odyssey because ancient Egypt, like how could you go wrong, right? That's mm, pretty mm -hmm. fucking cool. Um, I tried to play the black ship or black flag one. Sorry, <sighs> I still I'm gonna give it more more of a try, but I'm not really totally into it yet. But anyway, um, Odyssey, I got oh, right, totally you were into about that. Yeah, um, Odyssey, totally into it. Finished that game too. I <laughs> I fell off like. I just didn't, I don't know why, I just wanted to try the game before, because I've heard mixed reviews, but um, Valhalla, mm -hmm. I just bought the game, the, the physical copy, because it was on sale, so I'm going to oh. try that this weekend, because I've heard it was really good, people love it, and then I've heard some people like, man, not as good as I thought, so I'm going to try it just to see what's what it's about. But yeah. with these new ones coming forth, I think for me, it depends, like, because I really loved the gameplay with um, Origins and Odyssey. I think they just nailed it there. And I don't know. Depend it just depends on maybe, maybe, maybe for me, it's just the location of where they're going and, like, how they incorporate the history of it, you know? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I could be totally wrong. I I've played Assassin's Creed 2. Me too. The, the number <laughs> not as well. <laughs> but yeah, that that is my extent of Assassin's Creed knowledge. I played Assassin's Creed 2 when it was on the PlayStation what was it? A PlayStation 2? God. No, I it was on PS3. Was it PS3? Anyway, yeah, it was This was on PS3 360. No, you're absolutely right, PS3. I can see it up on my shelf now. Yeah, so that's the only one I've played. Um, I'd not really been super interested. I would, I was interested in the uh, Egypt one, but then a lot of the reviews I heard were just kind of like, it's 
so-so. But I think that came from a lot of old Assassin's Creed fans wanting it to be more like the old ones. And they yes, added in different. like a level up system uh, and they, they, they changed the formula. And so I don't know why, like maybe I should check out the new games. I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla is uh, available on the PS um, plus uh, program. Oh. Yeah. Um, so maybe I should just download it and give it the old junior college try. Um, I'm not, I, although I'm not a huge fan of massive open world games. So yeah, especially games wow. that go on forever. <laughs> but this new game being set in Baz, ba- Baghdad, Baghdad, I was reading Aztec and Baghdad at the same time. Don't, nice. don't, don't recommend it. Aztec, uh, Baztec is the college that Baz Luhrmann went to. Uh, Baghdad. Forever. No. Baghdad actually sounds really sweet. I think I'd be really down for that. So I think it's a a location that is not very, I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen that a lot in games. No, would, you don't get a lot of history with it either. It's just kind of is what it is. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like the only references to Baghdad I have are from like magic cards when they did the like they did like an Arabian Nights themed uh, setting as well as like just the Arabian Nights. The like the I think those kind of stories, I, I, I always like them. I always liked like that sort of um, setting. But there's just not a lot to, to to go off of, right? Like, what a, um, I don't know. I'm really interested in it, just from like that one setting. Like, it's it's not a setting I would pick either. Like, if you thought, oh, where do you want to see them go next? Everybody wants to see them go to like Japan, which is a little too on the nose for um, stealth assassins, in my in my opinion. Um, I liked hearing that they did a lot of like really kind of interesting ones like they did a um native american um setting didn't they where you played a guy with a tomahawk which one was that yeah, an assassin's creed 3 that was a three. Oh, so that was that that was the pirate ship one too right wasn't it no or is that four a separate... is black, fa- black oh flag black flags is... okay yeah, gotcha black, black flag is different i mix i'm mixing them up then uh but yeah so i i those are i like the fact that they've like really diversified Valhalla and Odyssey and um, Origins all being very unique locations that are not typical to... I guess I always assumed they were in kind of Florence for the most part, or uh, Italy, because that's the only one I've ever played. But uh, the more I'm actually hearing about it, it's very it's very cool that they've very, they have a very diverse um, array of locale that they've, they've chosen for their games. So yeah, I... I I'm interested in it. I'm not, again, not a huge Assassin's Creed person, but I'd, I'd keep my eyes peeled for it. And it, you know what? If it's striking my fancy, I might pick it up. Yeah. I think um, a few things came up for me while you were talking there. First of all, my understanding is with Origins and going forward, they basically, oops, I dropped my Dark Souls into your Assassin's Creed, the combat and mechanics. Um, at least a little bit, um, maybe certainly not as challenging of combat, but um, I think they switched to like trigger based um, combat and stuff. So, you know, there may be something of value for you to find in that. Um, and then I think like setting it in Baghdad beyond like, you know, I think something that's really interesting, regardless of having not really played other than one and two of, of these um games is that assassin's creed lately seems to try to merge folklore and mythology into the actual history um and i think that's a super cool opportunity with arabian nights and like you know the tales that you were recommend you know suggesting as like kind of the only cultural touchstone that you know of right i think it would be really amazing to to kind of draw that in but i also think it would be really amazing and you know it speaks to kind of the teaching tool aspect of these games that you know they they've started building in like educational modes into the Assassin's Creed games where you can go tour these places they're so so dedicated to trying to be accurate with the recreation of these spaces 
um, and they try and incorporate actual history lessons into that educational mode. So talk about a great opportunity to do education, um, whether it's like kind of by osmosis in that, you know, actual gameplay mode or in the actual education mode and like have people actually learn about the culture and history of Baghdad. I think that's, I think that's huge too, because like Iraq is con like very heavily, um, uh, demonized in North America. And uh, I don't know if it's because of a specific war that occurred <laughs> in the last 20 years, but there was, there is a lot of, uh, uh, stigma towards it, which is not really, I think it would be, it's a, it, it'll open a lot of people's eyes seeing it in a different light. That's not just call of duty. Yeah. There's a lot of work for undoing some of that bias to be done. And if a video game yeah. can help with that, that'd be great as opposed to contributing to it. Like certain yeah. other video games. Mm -hmm. right? Anyways, uh, before I get in the political hot water, we're going to move on uh, by asking the question, if you could pick one setting for Assassin's Creed, what one would you pick? Um, I want to frame it as, James, if there was one setting that would make you say, God damn it, I have to play Assassin's Creed now, what does that do? And Angie, just, um, you know, as a person who's been exploring these newer ones, um, where would you like to see the series go? Where would you like to have as your next Assassin's Creed playground? Where would I, you know what would be, I would actually be cool with checking out, like, either Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Russia mm. um be I just think that that would be a really cool like I obviously it would be snowy but I mean like there's Russia's a massive country and there's a lot to to extrapolate there and another country that is like I don't know you it gets a really bad rap because of like it's horrible leadership but I think there's a lot of really cool people and uh uh culture there that is not just their political ideology um like a lot of places and uh i don't know i think that would be a kind of a cool place to explore um and then other than that i would yeah i think i don't know i think baghdad is like on the money or at least in india maybe actually mm -hmm. like moving it even further into uh that um southern asian area i think uh india would be a fantastic loca locale too awesome andrew what about you what uh where would you like to see the series tackle next what do you hope are one of those two uh locations that are going to be as settings in assassin's creed infinite when that comes <laughs> what's what's the two that's coming out baghdad what was the other one? Oh, um unclear i just, I'm, oh. I'm curious, you know, if, if there was one setting that you could pick, if you had a magic wand, what would you pick? Uh, that's a great question. Ireland sounds pretty cool. Whoa, with some, like, real <laughs> Celtic folklore shit going on. Some fairies. Okay. Changelings. Another way with it. Well, no, but that's that's like you were saying, like they they expanded into like more of the mythology of of these areas, right? And Ireland uh, is drenched in like the Fae and changelings, and uh, I think that that's there's a lot to to play with there. Obviously, there's also still some realistic aspects of of the countrysides and and whatnot, but. Um, I don't know. I also I, I, like this because it's a finite amount of space because Ireland's more contained, right? And yeah, so I yeah. think it could be really cool to see them like actually build it out. I like that idea here, G. That's the one that comes to mind, I would say. Is but this so question just where do you want to go on vacation to? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Like Origins made me want to go to Egypt and check out the pyramids because that's pretty freaking sweet, right? But I also oh, sure. now want I want to plan a trip to to Greece and like visit the islands and whatnot because that would also be really fun. Like oh my gosh, yeah. Um, as for me, I, I want to do Assassin's Creed on a space colony. Nice. Oh, Ooh, weird, going outer, weird outer space. Like, oh, like 
the first colony like settlement on Mars and somehow you end up flung into the future and they have it as a way for you to like explore Mars and then it just turns into Red Faction Gorilla. <laughs> yeah, see before oh. when you first asked me my my gut reaction was to make a joke and say Assassin's Creed Antarctica but <laughs> you've outdone oh. me. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Don't get me started. You were you were uh, hinting at that with your well. That's a big cold place about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I know, but well. that's well. Antarctica is what immediately. I was like, well, I don't really want to do that. I would not enjoy just walking across um, Antarctica. But um, I think that yeah, Russia has a lot of culture there and a lot of really cool buildings um, that would be fun to climb um, and then jump off of. And then and jump die. off of, right. Well, yeah. Die. I thought you fly like an eagle and land no, in hay bales. Di- di- dive. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I would, if I did that, I would die. And that's uh-huh. the fantasy of Assassin's Creed. Perish the thought. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Angie found this story for us, and I think it's delightful. Um, everyone knows Doom can run on almost anything, right? Um, it had Doom on a McDonald's ordering kiosk because I was so <laughs> I've awesome. seen a Lego brick. Pregnancy <laughs> the test. McDonald's kiosk was wild though. Yeah. So, you know, what where where what territory has yet doomed to claim for its domain? Um and the one place left, according to Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN, has been claimed. And that is that Doom can now be played inside of Doom. That's interesting. It's interesting. Now, is Doom playable within the the Doom inside of Doom? I think that's the next step. Then we got, like, this ridiculous Matryoshka doll situation going on. Yeah, or, like, just a mirror, like, two mirrors facing each other. Um, So, uh, Ryan uh, Ryan points out that uh, PC Games N uh, reported on this initially, uh, and a YouTuber known as KGSWS uploaded video uh, modding the game into itself before showing actual gameplay of him playing Doom within Doom on a PC. The inner Doom replaces a wall within regular Doom and mimics any movement the player makes by walking right up to it. The inner Doom therefore takes up the full screen and can be played in its entirety before players return to the game. Oh my god. Even a pregnancy test can run Doom. So of course it was about time that the original Doom was able to play. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, (laughs) I I think there's a, there's an ill omen to uh, having your pregnancy test result be doom. Does it have to be positive to be in like the rage mode or berserker mode? (laughs) I, I'm shook. I, what what is left? We've reached the, the zenith of video game news i think i if if i could pick anywhere to play doom and i don't know if they've done this yet and it might be wild but i wonder if we could we could somehow get it on my tv (laughs) just built into your tv (laughs) it's just yeah no it's it's absurd i love like that sort of meme culture of just putting doom in things that shouldn't have doom in it but i mean is anybody actually playing them in these ways? Obviously, think, it's just a publicity stunt. I think it's just a showcase for people's modding yeah. skills. Yeah. Uh, Angie, where has where would you be most likely to replay the first Doom or play the first Doom for the first time? Wait, what? What do you mean? Like on so, what thing? Yeah, on, on what thing that it's been modded or ported to would would most most likely get you to pick it up and check it out? I don't know. I mean, I would like. To, I'll just hang out, put plop a chair in front of the McDonald's kiosk, and just uh, eat some fries and 
see what's happening there. Shoot some yeah. enemies. Tab over, order some more stuff, tab back. Sounds like a pretty good way to spend an afternoon. <laughs> I, I'm i curious about I mean, about I might gain Lego. some weight, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Um, I, I think a Lego brick sounds interesting. Like, I don't how does that work? Know. Like, is it a digital Lego brick? Is it the Mario Lego brick? And then he just replaces his eyes with, <laughs> with Doom. Oh, Doom on a digital camera. That's what I, that's what I need. Every time now you I'm take just... a picture, you shoot your gun. Or should we do Doom on Twitter? Yeah. Doom, playable Doom in Twitter. That'll be a Play good. Playable Twitter. within Minecraft on a PC made in Minecraft. There's uh, just an article by Logan Plant over IGN that's linked to from this other article that just lists the weirdest devices that can play Doom, uh, including a Lego brick and an ATM. Oh, um, man. It's, it's delightful. I think it's one of my favorite video game memes is what can run Doom now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep it short on the news segment this week, and I think it's about time we jump into the mostly normal question responses from our Twitter poll. Um, but I do have a quick correction. Um, according to Wikipedia, Gyarados has appeared in every subsequent sequel to Pokemon. There so we go. It is... It is... I don't. I can't do the callback because I don't remember. The Garandos guarantee. The Garandos guarantee. <laughs> Just a, a tongue twister if there ever was one. Um, Angie, we put out the mostly normal question of tell me you're a gamer without telling me you're a gamer. Um, and I'm wondering, do you have that open with those responses that you want to maybe check out? We lose Angie. Mm -hmm. I do have it open just in case, but I'm looking at for it right now. Hello. Oh, hey, there Hello. we are. We, we thought Sorry. we lost you. <laughs> Sorry. What's up? Tell us you're uh, a gamer without telling us you're a gamer. Indeed. Um, my <laughs> um, response to this is. Uh, I would probably just post a screen cap of my podcast history. <laughs> I would there say up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. Mm -hmm. There Iconic. you go. Iconic. Yeah. Angie, what about you? How do you, uh, how would you flag that you're a game without telling people I'm Angie and I'm a game? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I didn't even think about it for that for myself. I was just uh, looking at everybody else's that were that responded. Yeah, what do we got uh, as responses to this one this week? Well, from what James said, there's a guy or person, I should say, a DJ at proper 419. He said triangle R2 left L1 X right triangle down square L1 L1 L1. Mm. I don't even know it sounds oh, like GTA. almost it sounds like a G. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like GTA a GTA cheat code. I had to yeah. Google it. I must not be probably, a probably. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a couple other gifts um, from some. One of them being from Sam Worms. 
at Samworms. Very <laughs> clever. I love that name. <laughs> I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Mm, yeah, it's very. A, it's a gif. Very, very good. Something that you might be a gamer. Um, we also sending uh, out to me OJ the Tarnished with uh, the Praise the Sun gif from Dark Souls speaks directly to me now. Is that yep. what that is? Yes, that yeah. is the iconic Praise the Sun. It's typically done by Solaire. And uh, if you join Solaire's Covenant in Dark Souls, you also get the Praise the Sun gesture. And it was uh, back when Dark Souls was, was out. That was a, a popular gesture to do and just at convention at conventions too so wow yeah that's a good one finally uh nerdy bear studios which is a game development studio uh at nerdy bear studios sent us a gift of kratos with a giant blue sword from what i imagine is the end of one of the god of war games uh saying zeus your son has returned that's a, voice. That is a good, pretty good Kratos voice. How psyched are you for that new Kratos game? What is it called? God of War? Ragnarok. Can't can't wait to fire that up on my PS4. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> it is being um, made for the PS4, so I'm sure it'll run. That was on. not... That was not shade intended. Um, it's just I don't have a PS5 yet, and I'm still waiting for a redesign that will fit on my entertainment center. Oh, is that why you haven't pulled the plug? Uh, also, I'm waiting for the price to stabilize. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. Um, awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for uh, answering that poll this week. Uh, look forward to another one coming up for when this episode gets dropped. And... Um, with all of that, I'm going to send us out. That's going to do it for the show today. Thank you for joining the podcast this week to the listener, first and foremost, but also to Angie and to James. Um, Angie, why don't you let people know where they can find you on the internet? I want to pause it for a second here. Not oh. necessarily the recording, but I wanted to add in something not video game related. Oh. Because yeah. it just came Spice out on it Hulu. It just oh. came out on Hulu. And I'm really excited about it. And I watched it last night. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show, but the Bob's Burgers movie. What? Came out on oh. Hulu last night. I have, I love the show. I have not, uh, I, it's on Hulu? Yes. Oh. It just uh, came on Hulu last night and I watched it. And? and? What's the review? So. If you if you watch the show, you know there's some singing involved. Um, this one, the movie did have singing involved. Excellent. And spoiler alert: um, the the very the beginning song lasted a little bit longer, and it took like ten ish minutes for the movie to like get going and you're like hooking you in, right? That's okay. fine, whatever. But the person, the, there's like a. I don't want to say evil person, but the bad person in the movie, it's mm -hmm. all they're singing just killed me. I, I was I was making just a face the entire time. I was like, I don't want to listen anymore. I just can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was good overall. There was some there was really funny parts, just like you know Bob's has and um, the awkward Tina moments and all that fun stuff too. I I was just. Curious if anybody else had seen it or known had known it was out. So if you guys haven't watched it yet, Hulu, go watch it and uh, tell us what you think. I'm curious. Does it does it stand on its own, or do I need to watch the rest of? Bob no, it's because I got like five seasons through or six seasons through. And oh, you're totally fine. Yeah. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, because even if you haven't seen the show. Oh, it kind of helps like explain the characters a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit. So then you're not like lost. Um, but if you've only seen like one season, you'll know what's going on and who's what, because they don't bring in a lot of characters, but they bring in some. I just want to point out since we're talking Bob's Burgers real quick, my favorite all time joke 
from Bob's Burgers is they have a character who goes by the name of regular sized Rudy. <laughs> and I fucking love it. And when when asked what what why do they call you that? He just goes, "Well, look at me." And I lost it. It's so good and I just think that's so brilliant. <laughs> Who comes up with this shit? The writers of Bob's well, Burgers. Look at him. He's regular sized. <laughs> oh, he is definitely man. regular sized. I've seen That's that good. episode, so I must be I must be squared away to watch the rest yeah, of the Yeah, you're, 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 you're fine. You're, I, you're totally I was almost tempted out to the movie theater for it, and I, I ended up holding back. But I, and I will say I will they show Jimmy movie. Pesto, but there's no voice for Jimmy oh, Pesto. Yes, because the voice actor passed away recently. That's Oh, no. I had no idea. That's yeah, too that's too bad. It's he really didn't pass away. Did didn't he? he? Pass away? Yeah, he no, passed away. No, no, no? That's not what I heard. Mm-mm. Oh, what did you hear? Something I... else happened that I won't discuss on the podcast. But if you guys all want right. to look into it, totally. I look swore into it. I saw something about him passing away. But all right, I will yeah. be wrong. I've been wrong before. I have to. I could be wrong now. Who knows? Oh, that. But that's anyway. worth a Google. Um. Yeah. So, but anyway, check out the movie. Let let me know what you guys think of it cuz like overall I liked it. There like I'm not a huge singing person, but I I got through it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No, I I did look it up and yeah. uh, the voice actor is um isn't dead, but he is dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect perfect explanation, James. Um yeah, but you can find me at Stellar Smalls on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, funny little side story, though. Like a person, I have st- at Stellar Smalls on my water bottle at work. It's a big Yeti thing, mm-hmm. and some like a massage therapist came up to me and she's like, "What? What is? What does it say on your water bottle?" I was like, "Stellar Smalls." She's like, "What Smalls? What?" I was like, "Stellar Smalls," <laughs> and she's like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> I didn't like run this explain anything. I was like, "It's, it's, it's my other name." It's my other name. It's my, my, it's my other half. It's me. It's my other me. My other, my other part of my persona. Yeah. James, uh, what's, what's your other half of you? Your other half. My other half. You can find me at but Lord Primus. (laughs) So there you go. Good every time. Shining beacon. (laughs) Um, Uh, Amazing. Just a, a shining example of maturity. Yeah, aren't we all? Um, I'm at VG occasion because I occasionally play video games. Um, you can contribute to the content you can by sending it, contribute to the content if you would like. I just started that sentence midway through it in the doc and it's not automatically correct. <laughs> By sending emails to podcasts at mostlynormalgamers.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast, where we post episodes along with community questions, and you can find back issues of Mostly Normal Monthly at mngamers.substack.com. Please leave us a review on your podcast listening device of choice because it helps promote our show and get us out there to a bigger and broader community of like-minded nerds with all of that said go play some video games bye nerds bye bye nerds (laughs) 